Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Flip Side. My name is Indira Lujano. I am currently a senior at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, and I am from Piedras Negras, Mexico. I have the great honor and privilege to be the host of The Flip Side. And as we mentioned in our trailer episode, here on The Flip Side, we will be rotating co-hosts for every episode. Our co-host for this episode is Hannah Turner. Hannah, would you like to introduce yourself to our listeners? Hello, everyone. My name is Hannah Turner. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I am a junior at Yale University and also um, a communications fellow here at Flip National. Today's topic um, in our podcast, we are recovering mental health at the college level and specifically um, looking at students' personal experiences and their narratives, especially during um, this past year in the context of the COVID-19 pandemic. So as a warning, there will be sensitive content covered um, as students share their perspectives. Um, And Indira, can you explain further why this um, topic is important? The reason why we want to talk about mental health and why we as an organization think this is a very important topic is because absolutely every student experiences some mental health challenge within their time in college. These challenges are especially apparent for first-generation low-income students since they are already a somewhat neglected community in regards to the more visible obstacles for these students. However, mental struggles often go unseen, especially because there tends to be a greater stigma surrounding seeking help. According to the Pell Institute, there are currently more than 4.5 million low-income first-generation students enrolled in post-secondary institutions, which is approximately 24% of the overall undergraduate population. There may be also more logistical barriers, such as access to affordable mental health providers, as well as the potential unwillingness of college administration to provide health resources, which can have a greater impact on the first generation low income students. So I'm so excited for this conversation. Um, I was really looking forward to this first episode because we are talking about mental health and mental health is one of my passions. If you know me, you know that I love mental health and just the fact that we're going to be talking about this here now really makes me feel excited. (laughs) So I think this is a conversation that is going to be very useful for everyone who listens because, uh, well, especially during these times that we are experiencing, uh, being in the middle of a global pandemic and being a college student uh, it's not easy so I am very excited to introduce a group of amazing college students that are that I have the honor and privilege to share the workspace here at Flip National and I would like for them to introduce themselves. Hello everyone my name is Taji Nelson my pronouns are she her and hers and I go to Spelman College. Hi everyone, my name is Kai Siegel. I am a, my pronouns are she, her, hers, and I'm a senior at Columbia University. Hi everyone, my name is Gio Win Tran. My pronouns are she, her, hers, and I go to Olin College, class of 2025. Hey everybody, uh, my name is Chris Sinclair. My pronouns are he, him, his. I am the executive director of Flip National, and I graduated from the School of General Studies in 2018. 
Great. <laughs> Thank you guys.、Uh, now that we know who's going to be part of this conversation, why don't we just jump in and start talking about、um, mental health and how it has impacted our experiences as college students、uh, and, well, especially as a first generation low income student, right? So, my first question is how did your mental health impact your college experience during this pandemic? I think that's a good question.、Um, for me personally, It definitely, for my mental health, it was definitely, it, took, it caused me to have to stand back and kind of look into it a little bit, I guess you could kind of say for me, because I never, I guess being on campus, I never really just had the time to just sit down and actually be with myself. So my mental health, it kind of did, it made me face the challenges of actually being a college student and being in school and taking out that college part, I guess you can kind of say for me. But like, It was, it, was, it was hard coming back home, getting accustomed to my sibling schedules, my own schedule with school, and the whole comfort of being at home and trying to separate the comfort of home from a workspace was very challenging. But in the end, it made me kind of learn more about myself than all of it. I guess you could kind of say for me, I guess. Yeah, that's good. I feel like I totally relate with that. Just the fact of like、uh, getting to learn more about yourself. And I mean, it was challenging, but it really uh, uh, made me. I didn't think I was that strong or smart in some, case, in some cases. It was like, because you would literally have to wake up every day and put yourself in front of the computer. You know, like you're in online classes, you would have to put that extra effort that you maybe didn't realize before because, you know, you didn't. You, you were not that、um, used to it, or the system, or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I just definitely feel like it's, it was a challenging time for me. And,、um, and I did learn a lot of things.、Uh, there was a lot of good and bad, I would say. <laughs> not completely bad,、uh, but yeah, there was just a lot of growth and a lot of、um, learning in this season, definitely. Does anyone relate with that? Yeah, I feel like definitely. And、um, like what Taj was saying, like getting like used to like the schedules of the people around me because college was like I was completely independent and、um, that was great. But then like coming back home and like staying with my parents and my sister, it was definitely weird because I like honestly, I don't think I have the best like home environment to. Like, study in and to like do like college classes in. And so that like took a like like a big toll kind of on like, well, like, how am I going to adjust to this? And what like boundaries do I need to have in place that would like help my mental health? Yeah, it kind of feels like、um, that was that's a, that's a struggle for a lot of people in terms of like that home transition, especially if you're like, you know, if you go to class under normal circumstances, you're going into. Like an actual physical space, you're getting out and about, right? Having to be home, having to shelter in place can, can be a really difficult thing. It's a difficult transition, especially if you're not used to doing work at home.、Um, and I know I've heard a lot of stories about、um, students who are, are just not adjusting well to the home life and have to sort of navigate being back. Um, around their families who can't really relate to what they're doing and what they're going through.、Um, so, yeah, this, this is sort of hitting home and rehashing a lot of things for me, too. I think for me, it was incredibly difficult to motivate myself 
outside of like an academic setting so like chris was saying like if you're not used to um doing like homework at home or you know writing a paper at home you're used to doing that in the library and things and then you're doing you're taking classes and working and doing homework all in the same space like there's no change of scenery or anything and it was especially in the beginning until like i kind of found workarounds it was incredibly difficult to motivate myself to do work especially since i didn't have a desk when i came home the first semester so like i did everything on my couch or in my bed so i was pretty like i would have days of the week in classes in which i knew i was going to fall asleep in like i would just i was out of there and they <laughs> and they knew it like halfway through the class i would be asleep i would get my goal was to get through 30 minutes because <laughs> i started top of the day bottom of I, the schedule that first semester was just out of the water i could only do it on campus it was never it wasn't designed to do at home so coming home and having to mm. do it at home it just it threw me off and so when I'll be on campus and take a nap, I had I could get up because the bed on campus is this itty bitty twin bed that's uncomfortable, full of plastic. Versus at home, the bed is soft and nice <laughs> and new. Somebody that because it's I always have new mattresses because they break because my brothers like to jump in my bed, so I always have a new mattress and things like that. So being in a hall just trying to do my schedule. I I just felt like a terrible student. And I think that also took a toll on my mental health because I always, because I wasn't at my best. Because I wasn't at my best and I knew it. And I felt bad because I didn't know how to fix it. It took, after the, I really had to just step back. And once the semester was over, the goal of the semester initially was to keep my scholarship. That's all I cared about, keeping the GPA because it wasn't, Mm -hmm. the best just wasn't there. But once, I can, but once you know, I got myself together. We got my desk situation together, so I can get out my bed and things like that. I think I was able to improve as a student. But I think definitely feeling like not the best student. Like I think every college student wants to feel like, considering that I came home during my freshman year of college and I'm coming back as a junior. I think that definitely took a whole toll on. The whole ex- the whole college experience for me, especially the school part of it, the the whole social part of it. I think there was some retractions as well, but I think that's a whole that's a whole another dimension that I think we'll probably get into when it comes to that whole toll thing of the college experience. I guess you could say. Yeah, I think uh, especially for me, the the thing that really well. The thing that that I struggled the most with was the academic part because the classes were so hard. I didn't realize it was going to be, for me at least, it was very difficult just taking classes online because I felt that I didn't learn the same. Like it's not the same like learning through the computer, you know, by yourself, like, you know, you having to figure it out. uh, And it, it was just so complicated for me. And I just realized that there were some professors that they, you know, they maybe weren't really taking in consideration the fact that hey you know we're in a pandemic uh we're everyone's going through different problems or situations and you know just showing a little bit of grace i just felt like there were some professors that they were like just you know grading so hard and making the class uh even harder and i just wish i could have had a little bit of you know like more 
um, uh, understanding in that side, if that makes sense. So it was very difficult for me, and it also affected my mental health and the fact of thinking that I wasn't really, you know, capable of doing it or like, you know, uh, smart enough or whatever. But but yeah, at the end, I did pass all my classes, so I guess I have to give my myself credit for that. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a village. Yeah. Nice. So I took from Taja that we all need to get our thread count up because she had the, like the comfortable bed. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah. so. I, like my teachers did not care. And then like, I didn't care. And then they, my teach, then the teachers I had that initial semester when everything went down, they all had actually taught online before. Half mm. of them did. So that was, so they kind of took it as, oh, this is online, so we got this. You don't have to be on yeah. camera. Well, one, te one teacher made a requirement to be on camera, so that's why I would be on my couch, because he couldn't see me in my room. So I would go, and my sisters would sleep in the morning, this couch is, this, and I had the hour change, so like, so I was an hour earlier than everybody, so I had to get up at eight o'clock in the morning and take this class, so I couldn't be in here, because I was loud. And at that time, you know, being at home with eight people, you get into a couple of confrontations, especially when three of those people are in the same room. So, you know, had to get out the, you know, I would get out the room to be courteous and space and stuff since they didn't start class. She didn't go to class until like 10. So I would be like in the living room and it was, they just did not care. So the days I would be in my bed, like I would wake like, I remember I was in my bed, I was asleep and I kind of was in and out and I heard my professor go, hello? Taja, are you there? Are you okay? <laughs> we were in breakout rooms and I didn't click the button. And I was like, oh. And I just, I said, I'm here. I, I have to, I don't know. I, I said, I'm sorry. And I just went to the room. I, could, I couldn't, I just could not. Like, it was, that was hard. That was just hard. I, I don't even know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree 100%. It was, there's not even words to like describe like what that felt just to be taking classes like that. And then, yeah, it, it was just bad. <laughs> it was bad. Oh, and I was just going to say like thinking about like the different professors' responses too, like it, it makes me realize like how much like all of our schools, like all of our like um they had like a completely different like institutional response and like a lot of my professors kind of just like pretended like everything was normal like they would say oh like we're online now but it kind of was just like school as normal um but like I was also a freshman like when uh the pandemic started and now I'm going back as um, like almost a junior. I'm still like a sophomore now, but um, like almost a junior. And so it's crazy. Like I like the help and the like assistance that like I probably would have like learned how to receive from like different like tutoring centers or stuff like that, um, or even like mental health like centers, like was completely changed from like being away from campus. And like, I still am like having to like figure out how to like do learn all about that and um like it's gonna be like completely different again when i go back to, to campus and everything's different so um it just also makes me 
feel like I still am like learning about my college and like how to like do college um if that makes sense and just like how it's just like a completely different experience and I'm still not able to wrap my head around like everything and that like that entails and how that's like affected me and like the imposter syndrome that I like had struggled with and everything like that so I don't know I just wanted uh to hear you guys like elaborate a little bit more on like what you thought about like the professor's response um so I could speak personally but I it was like 50 50 like the ones from my major were very yeah okay we're online but we still gotta treat it like it's normal and that was just not okay for me then you had the then i had a few professors shout out to them that they did mental health check-ins they they every week we had mental health check-ins in some of my classes and some of my classes they would take mental because they were very a lot of my professors were not tech savvy either so it was kind of like them taking a step back and trying to learn as well. So we had those days as well, which worked out for me because it gave me time to kind of take a break. Because I know like for me, I just dreaded going to my major's classes because of that response. Like, oh my gosh, like this is hard. And I'll never forget, like I just, I went to class one day and I had to be on camera and I just remember in my eye. I had to flip my phone up because I just cried. I was just on the couch just crying. I just could not. I was just, and I wasn't even mad at that particular class. It was the class I had to go to next. I was just like, I can't. I remember mama asked me, was I okay? And I bawled. I was like, no, I'm not okay. And it was just terrible. I was teasing. I thought I was going to go to the hospital. It was just terrible. And I think I ended up going to, I ended up going to all my classes and being okay. But I think that just kind of shows like, it takes like sometimes students, I think teachers forget that before students are students, they're people first. I think there's that label, you've been a student, I think, and it happens to college students too, there's this label of all your life, you've been a student for the most part, especially for a lot of us, we probably went straight from high school to college. So we've been a student for, 20 something like 18 20 years at this point and then you're trying and then being at a home setting you kind of realize I'm not just a student I'm I'm Hannah I'm Taja I'm Kai I'm Chris you know like first and you just and you like just kind of that's that teacher response just kind of put that in perspective for me I think that's the silver lining in it all I guess you can kind of say yeah, and that, that takes me back to when I was an orientation leader at Columbia. And one of the things I always used to, and Kai, could, Kai has been witness to this, and like one of the things I always used to say was be a whole person, right? Don't get stuck in the bubble of like academia and all you're there to do is to take classes and study and that's it. You got to be a full person, right? In the case of Columbia, we had to remind people of like, there's a bubble of a Columbia bubble, right? And don't forget you're in New York City. Columbia's campus is not New York City. Get outside the bubble, hop on the subway, go do something, right? And for mental health purposes, you gotta, like I was, you know, for a while I was commuting when I was at Columbia and I was doing better at those times because 
I had the luxury of going in and out of the bubble every day. And so I wasn't getting weighed down and bogged down and immersed in everything that was going on in Columbia's campus to the point where Columbia became my universe, right? And that is something that from a lot of students' perspective that I've heard, um, it's hard when you're sheltering in place and during quarantine and stuff like that, like it's hard to get out of the bubble because there's nowhere to go, right? And I think a lot of professors, the professors who were sort of empathetic to that um, were empathetic to the first gen low income struggle generally beforehand. Um, but then you have professors that are like, we, we heard a story once of a professor that said, you know, if you work and go to school, then you're not taking your studies seriously and I will treat you accordingly. Right. So that was just an attitude that existed already. And, you know, from a mental health standpoint, right if you have a professor that's like that that's already not sympathetic to your plight to your struggle and then now you're having to deal with that professor in a pandemic setting that just makes it exponentially harder so yeah and on the topic of professors i feel like the ones that tried their hardest to pretend that it was everything was normal and just but we're online were the ones that handled it the worst um, I've, I felt like the best professors were the ones that adapted the class accordingly. They kind of completely redesigned their class in a way that was conducive to online environment. For example, I had a language class and the language class was very much focused on speaking and interacting with people, but you can't really do that on Zoom. You can try your best, but it doesn't work the same way. So instead of just you know trying to pretend that everything's normal and try to force it, my professor changed the way the course was taught and i think for all of us that pretty much saved our mental health for that class specifically um, it was one of the only classes that i can think of that it ha had gone through such a radical change but it was for you know the benefit of all the students and i know that wasn't the case in a lot of my other classes where the professors were a lot more unyielding in their teaching methods and it just you know ended up being a terrible class for all of the like the 200 people that were in there yeah, absolutely. I feel like there's like some professors that were like more aware of the situation than others. Uh, and it's just it's just hard because like you were saying, like how like when, when a, there's a classroom of 200 people, like how is everyone going to actually learn and be engaged in the class? And it's just it's, it's just a challenge. But I do appreciate all those professors who tried their best to, uh, you know, help us or uh, make us learn in some way, <laughs> if, if that was possible, uh, because yeah, it's just, it was just hard in general, but I do feel like schools are really obsessed with high standards sometimes, um, trying to be like the best or however you want to call it. And now with this situation, it's like, you know, what really matters? I mean, I'm not saying school is not important, like obviously it is, but like, your mental health matters uh, uh, and if your mind is right everything else will be and uh, yeah it's just a lot of things that come into that but yeah I I personally feel that that I was also affected like physically like uh, my body like I gained a lot of weight <laughs> during this pandemic I don't know if anyone else can relate um, and you know it's just a bunch of things that affect my mental health uh, you know, like I became more, uh, I, I stopped running, I stopped doing, you know, many of the things that would help me, you know, maintain my mental health. Um, 
like you know full of energy and being present and actually being able to learn but yeah it was just a lot of factors i don't know if anyone else can relate to that <laughs> i i definitely i can relate um so my my school like it, it's very much residential focused most of us lived on campus and so you know we were all we were most of us were from like all over the state of texas so there wasn't like any central hub and what happened when we had to shut down because of the pandemic like we were suddenly in our hometowns with our friends two hours away in every direction so you know you know like for me a lot of the way i stay in shape and make sure like i'm physically okay is you know participating in social sports like i played soccer a lot with my friends yeah. and like running with other friends but you know obviously that's not there anymore and you just like you don't really know what to do with yourself so a lot of it was just right yes. out how, you know like how am i going to function without the things that you know kind of anchored me exactly say soccer? Like, <laughs> yes some people will say that that's football I, I just want to put it out there for those of us those people listening you're like yo okay. that's football yeah i mean all the people with sensible sport naming systems so you know you know you, know you wanted to say it indira you know you wanted to say it was football football yes i was like i get confused <laughs> oh my goodness no yeah but i totally agree with the fact that you were saying like uh like when you don't have those social groups anymore it's like you know uh what do i do now for me it was hard to like start like habits or like a new routine because i lived in the kitchen like i was a whole day in my house and i was in the kitchen the whole time eating and it was not good you know it was just uh but yeah I, yeah <laughs> it's been hard to go back to like a routine or like a creating uh healthy habits yeah and like honestly so i was sheltered in place in someone else's apartment for four and a half months when the campus closures started happening when the pandemic started and one of the things that was hard for me was I am in New York City it's hard to socially distance in New York City because of just the sheer amount of people that were here and for a good amount of time we were sort of the world epicenter of the pandemic and so I was very very uh, intentional about not going outside unnecessarily like y'all remember when it was just like Oh, everybody stay at home for two weeks and then we'll be done. Like that would have been nice, but it, it, over time it just got to be like really hard to get into, like Indira was saying, like really healthy habits of, um, of being able to um, take care of yourself. Like exercise became difficult. Um, you know, that freshman 15 turned to about like a freshman 30 or something like that like yes oh like, my gosh uh-huh, yeah, eating and eating eating and then like <laughs> on top of that like you had the like delivery people were essential workers because the jobs were going away so people were delivering and then like you order takeout all the time and it's it was just like a whole thing of just eating a lot of food and then not being able to like burn all those calories burn all of, all that food away and stuff and so and just it was just really hard to stay active and stay healthy and so that that was something that i really struggled with i wondered a lot about you guys honestly about like how are you taking care of yourselves so i had the opposite problem because i have brothers that like to eat and they their description of how they eat is i don't get full my jaws just get tired and i just get tired of chewing 
So I got so I got so I I wasn't necessarily hungry, but I got satisfied. And even when I was on campus, I was pretty much satisfied pretty fast when it came to food. But um, I know that my parents they started a healthy food journey, so I've kind of been eating with them, kind of what they eat. I always, you know, I love seafood. I've always been a seafood person, so they always cook like low grain seafoods and and um, vegetables and things like that. And then my stepdad actually got a gym, a new gym membership, and so I go with him and I'll go to the gym and stuff like that with him. That's that was something I was doing on campus. So I go, I went to the gym every day on campus. So that was something that kind of helped me kind of get that new norm, I guess. You, well, not new, but like get back to that old norm, I guess you kind of say, that I was really enjoying, especially coming from being uh, an athlete into being at home, you know, going to college and being more so a student then. So, you know, running and doing cardio was something that like kept me kind of up and at them. And then the next, uh, being with my sister, she had to do virtual school, the, the, little, the little baby. She loved yoga, so we would find this little part. I would do like a little yoga stuff for her during the week. We would do it like once a week or so, do yoga. And she would, she loves her yamaste, and uh, she can't say it that well, but <laughs> it was just, it was just something that, you know, that's kind of some of the things that I kind of do to um, kind of stay fit, I guess you could kind of say. Um, especially when I caught COVID, that was, that was very vital because I think. I was kind of worse off. Me and my mom and all my sisters that had it, we were kind of worse off. So that was very vital for us to get out of bed and kind of move around, especially considering like, you know, with the whole ordeal with, you know, how it sits on the lungs and stuff like that. So I get, so that was kind of some of my, or that was kind of some of my practices that I like to do. And I was just gonna say like, um, too, like how thinking about like how connected like mental health and physical health and um like yeah mental health and physical health are like so connected um and just like how important it was like I was kind of like I my favorite like workout like thing to do is running and um I live in like a not a super populated area so it was like okay but there would still be like people on the streets and um I would kind of just be like dodging them the whole time I was running and like going back and forth um but yeah, so it was like definitely like a, a lot of extra work to work on that physical health. And then the mental health was like, my mental health was like also taking a drain. So it was definitely a balance since they're so like interconnected. Yeah, I had a similar experience to Hannah. I definitely do not live in New York City. Um, I live in suburban Texas. So, you know, going outside was one of the only times or opportunities I had to get out of the house. Um, so, you know, that's what I did a lot. I would take like several hour long walks every day. Um, and that's mostly how I stayed like physically okay. But in terms of mentally, like, I, I guess a big part of it was trying to be intentional with how I used my time. Um, if you're on a laptop all day, it's, it's just draining in every way possible. And it's not something that I was able to sustain. Whereas if I were on campus, like I could just do random things all day and it would still be like a relatively healthy lifestyle. So I had to think, you know, a lot about how am I dedicating time to what I'm doing with academics and how am I making sure I'm not going to burn myself out, you know, working on like these orchestra things. So it was, you know, it was a lot of stuff and, you know, making sure that I budgeted my time in a way that was 
much more intentional than I've ever had to do before. Yeah, and I think like talking um, about like the physical health and our mental health and like having a community um, that we can like go to or like whatever that looked like in our situations, whether it was like in person or not, or getting that support from our professors, like all really like added to like what the the solutions or like what um, we can do like in response to to like assist our like a better our mental health um, and to really just be able to I guess function like during um, the pandemic time and like while taking all of these classes. Um, so I don't know like what um, you all think about that like as we're talking about um, like physical health and um, keeping community contact and like do you think that those were um, like helpful solutions or like what really like helped you during this time? I think my family, even though I say that it's a lot of us and they're a little annoying and we have, we fuss, we fight. At the end of the day, they definitely kept me sane in the whole process because we were all going through the same thing, you know? And, you know, pretty much, I think everybody, all of us except two of us had COVID. So we were all very much leaning on each other in this whole process, considering that we were all quarantined together, you know? and went through a lot of different quarantines when we were exposed and things like that. You know, like reading new books together, having movie nights, that was the favorite movie nights and game nights. I think that definitely, that support system that I had at home was definitely very vital in making me feel, you know, supported, I guess you could say. I knew I had, there were lots of students going through this, but when you're able to actually physically see it, versus sitting and having to look at a screen and see it, it definitely brought a different, it made it feel real. Because I think, I think the issue with whole learning online and being in front of a screen all the time is that it, sometimes it doesn't feel real. And so actually seeing it beforehand and being real, I think that was definitely something that I kind of needed as like a reassurance that, you know, there's a silver lining and there's a, there's a hope for a new, you know, for a new beginning for me and, you know, re you know, learning myself and learning my environment, I guess you can say. Yeah, I feel like for me, um, uh, I really found like a very huge support on a Christian group uh, on campus. And I never like, you know, like those things that you sometimes like take for granted or, or when you're like, um, on campus and you go to like this uh, group or community, you're like, oh, whatever, you know, it's just a, a Wednesday night or whatever. But then I never thought that community was gonna become my family. And the reason why I didn't have like a, a mental breakdown or whatever because of them, you know what I mean? And I'm just so grateful that I found that community because I, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but I came in as a transfer. So it was my second semester at college that when all of this happened. So I was like, what, you know, what do I do? Who do I reach out to? And thankfully I had these people that really helped me uh, during this season. And it's just like, you know, like sometimes the people that you least expected are the, those that really show you the support and, um, 
where you find that community that heals you at the end of the day. And so, yeah, in my case, it was that. Does anyone else want to add to to that part of what helped them? Uh, what type of community or where do you guys find the support during this season? For me, I, I think it's pretty similar. Like for all of us, we just had to find like some some people we could rely on or lean on, right? Um, and for me, like, yes, part of it was my family because there are seven of us and we were all living at home. Um, but also some of it was, you know, I was going through this pretty intense like college application season and, you know, all of us, we went to the same school and there are only about 200 of us in the grade, which is much smaller than most high schools. So I think, you know, having that group of people that were experiencing the same things and, you know, kind of all missing campus and being together with friends when, you know, you couldn't really get in touch with any of your friends regularly was good, um, even if it weren't like a distinct community. Yeah, I think, you know, similarly, uh, similar to everyone else, I was at home with a lot of members of my family in a very tiny New York apartment. So it was very difficult, especially since a lot of us were working online or teaching online or um, taking classes online all at the same time. Um, it was very difficult to um, maneuver, not getting in each other's way and not like overlapping in each other's classes. And so what was helpful to me was actually setting up um, like a specific kind of like our own study hall with one of my sisters where we had like specific study schedule that um, we like sat there and did homework together um, for like specific hours of the day. And then the rest of the day would be classes or whatever. So that way it wasn't just homework throughout the day. And then also uh, you had somebody there holding you accountable so that you were motivated to get work done. And that I found to be the most helpful. Yeah, I think for each one of us, like it, it's been different ways to adjust to this season. But I feel like at the end of the day, we made it work. I mean, we're here and <laughs> we can say you know, we've been yeah. survivors of a global pandemic. So I just want to get a shout out to all of y'all. You guys are amazing. You guys are smart. And I am just so honored to be friends with y'all. And, uh, you know, knowing that I have a community here with you guys and that just makes me so happy knowing that we're not alone and that, uh, you know, we got this and whatever comes our way, <laughs> we don't know what the future holds, but we know that after this season that we've been through, like, like we, we, we're stronger now <laughs> than we were before. Whoever's listening to this episode, like, please reach out to counseling centers. I, I, I am pretty sure like each university has their campus well centers. Just highly recommend y'all to reach to that. Any advisors or mentors um, that would kind of guide you towards, um, you know, like, uh, good options to if either you need a psychologist or a therapist or you know any type of help I just highly recommend that because I that's been very helpful for me in the past and I know it it truly is in the majority of the universities so just wanted to highlight that and yes just reach out for help and just a big thing that I think that we really pointed out is if these institutional 
things or um, if professors or um, just the college or wherever you are in general isn't really helping that those communities that um, we can find um, in our families or in our friends really are um, something that we can lean in to help our mental health as well and just have that support system. So I just want to thank you all again um, for listening and for participating. And um, I I hope that this conversation um, helped you think about mental health and um, uh, and the narratives that were shared here today were able to um, increase your knowledge and also just to like uh, get you thinking about like what uh, mental health looks like for FGLI students and um, what um, you can be thinking about on your college campus. Again, um, as this was a great discussion of our personal narratives um, regarding mental health on the college campus, um, if you are a student who um, is struggling with their mental health or just um, thinking about your mental health on campus or just want some more resources, um, we have put some mental health resources in the show notes of this episode that you can reference. We're also going to list all the ways you can get in contact with us on the show notes. We would love to hear from you. What topics are you interested in listening? If you want to be part of the podcast, if you want to learn more about the Flip National, we have links for our social media and more. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are so happy that you decided to join us. Until next time, catch you on the flip side.